You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. While you were skipping stones, building forts, and flying kites, I was missing school and on my Saturday nights. Other kids were climbing trees and rolling down hills. I was singing songs to pay my family's bills. Little me, growing up right away. Little me. Hello, I'm Mark Tuminelli, and welcome back to the Little Me Podcast. Today, I have a brother and sister team who have both appeared on Broadway. She was part of the original cast of Matilda on Broadway, and he starred on Broadway in the original cast of Fun Home, and most recently in the Broadway production of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, and on Netflix's Sack Lunch Bunch and The Punisher. That's hard to say. Please welcome Madeline Jazz Morrow and Zell Steele Morrow. Hi, Hi friends. Hi. Oh my God, I love seeing you. It is so cute. You both are little dreams. Welcome oh, to the Little Me podcast. We're going to tell your Broadway story. So before so we get into, yes, before we get into any of that, you guys have the most interesting middle names that I'm obsessed with. We have Madeline Jazz and Zell Steele. So talk to me about where those names came from. Are they family names? Your mom just so creative. Give me the four on one. Um, my mom, I have my mom to thank for it. She is so creative. Um, yeah, she just wanted something, I guess, jazzy. And um, so she said Madeline Jazz, but it's spelled with one Z. So it's a little unique. Um, and I mean, she was a dancer growing up, so I'm sure. But Zell's, I think, is a little bit more interesting. Um, I really don't know. Zell, what's <laughs> Basically, your what's my, uh, So my great-grandmother, great-great-grandmother's name was Zell Steele. And so that's how I got my name. <laughs> so it's Zell Steele Morrow is my name. And Family name. Yeah. <laughs> Well, those are, those are like star names. So we knew that you were destined for greatness from the beginning, I'm assuming. Talk to me about how it started. Madeline, do you want to kick us off? Obviously, how much older are you than Zell? Six and a half years. Okay. My sister and I are seven years. Um, oh, wow. or no, are we six years? We're six years. Um, so crazy, same thing. But neither one of us is a star. Go ahead. So um, you are six years older. Tell me how it like began for you. Were you taking dance? Give me the, give me the story. Well, my, as I said, my mom uh, grew up a dancer and then eventually she owned her own dance studio. And so I grew up in her dance studio. I was practically born there. Um, and I was really lucky to just be around music and dance and that kind of art, uh, just growing up and becoming self-aware. And then um, as I got older, obviously I loved dance and um, I wanted a more, I don't know, intense type of training. So my mom took me to like a competitive studio and I danced just to like have more opportunity to be on stage. And then I was three years old and I auditioned for my first community theater production. And um, I had grown up like going to a friend of ours. She did a lot of community theater. And so I was probably eight months old, nine months old, sitting in the audience. I never cried. I never screamed. I would just like look up at all 
at all of the live theater. Um, so I was definitely <laughs> prepared. Um, but yeah, I was three years old and that's like when my community theater career kicked off and I did my first show and I did probably two shows a year, um, just in our little town in California, um, just getting, absorbing all of the knowledge I could. And then, um, yeah. And then I got a, uh, my mom got a phone call from a friend of ours and it was like, Hey, who lived in New York and was like, Hey, there's an open call for this Broadway show called Billy Elliot. And I think that, you know, Madeline should come. And I was, I think 10 and my mom laughed <laughs> really hard. Um, and was like, ah, okay. So, I mean, we just decided to make like a, a mom and daughter kind of trip about it. And we came and we did all the sightseeing and it was a cute little trip. And I went to my audition and then I left and I was like, that was fun. Never going to happen again. And then, um, like a few weeks later, I got a callback and then another callback and then another callback. I got four callbacks for that show. And each time, um, because we couldn't afford a hotel, we could barely afford the plane ticket. So we would go, I would fly on the red eye, get there at five in the morning, go to Starbucks, go to the audition and then fly back the same night and then go to school oh the next God. day. <laughs> I know. Um, cause we just, we couldn't afford it, we, we, but yeah, we were trying so hard. Um, and she was just so supportive of it. She like really okay, wanted you, but you didn't get you didn't get it. I didn't get Billy Elliot. That's the sad part. But it's gonna it's gonna get to Broadway real soon. It's gonna get so, better, you guys. It's gonna get better. But okay, so that's a wild sacrifice. Like you know, figuring out how to make it happen. Zell, when you were little and you were watching your sister sort of go to New York for these callbacks, is that where it started for you? Like, ooh, what is this? I feel like it started a little earlier when I saw her performing. And I saw her performing in like the regional theater productions that we had in our like hometown. And so yeah. when I saw her up there on that stage, I just completely fell in love with what she was doing. And I always love my sister and I always want to be able to follow in her footsteps. So I wanted to be just like her. And now we are. Oh my God, you too. I am obsessed. You're like dream children. Now, when what was that first show, oh. Zell, you saw Madeline do that was like, oh my God, this show? The first show? Oh. You remember I that don't first even show? know. He, well, I, his first show, he did a show when he was one with me. Yeah. And he was, he was the elephant bird in Susical. And he cracked out of the little egg and came out and like did I a little down dance slide. <laughs> and I was like, hey. Here All right. I am. And, a, and a star was born. Okay. <laughs> this is this is the craziest Broadway story. All right. So you don't get Billy Elliot. We're going back to this story. Yeah. Um, and that ship sailed. How did Matilda come up? It's the exact same thing. My mom had just see now at this point, my mom had been researching online to try and really make this happen because this had been my dream and we got really close. I got super close. And so she found Matilda. Um, we did the exact same routine for Matilda and I got five callbacks. Um, and this time I just went to the open call with over 600 girls. And this time I just got lucky and, and I booked it. Oh my God. So tell me where you were when you found out that you booked this new Broadway mm -hmm. musical that's coming in from London has like the most incredible team and you get your call. Where incredible. are you? Who told you, tell me the story. Um, I was, I had just gone out of, I remember it was a Thursday. It was November 1st of 2012. And I was going to dance class. I was going to dance and, um, backtrack a bit. My mom had always said, cause my brother obviously was jealous. He didn't get to go to New York. Um, no, any of those times it was just me and my mom. And so, okay. You live said, here now. You're fine. Go ahead. Yeah, he's fine. Um, but but he always wanted to. And my mom said, well, we can't go unless your sister books a Broadway show. Like, th that's it. And so I was going into dance and, and Zell had dropped me off. And, and then he ran up to me before I walked in the door. And he said, Madeline, I have to tell you something. And I was like, what? I have to go to class. And he was like, I finally get to go to New York. And immediately it clicked in my brain because my mom had been saying for so long, you can only go if your, if your sister books a Broadway show. And I was like, oh, my God, did I? Did I, am I on Broadway? And they were like, yeah. And, and I just, I just started crying and then I went to dance. <laughs> oh my God. That is the greatest story. Zal, you're so nice. The way you told your sister, were you so, were you so excited for her? I really was. And I found out 
And I remember this. When Madeline was at school, I was, like, taken home. And I remember it so vividly. Uh, I was on the beanbag in the living room. And I was told right there, they were like, okay, so your sister booked the show. And I was like, what? And so I was so excited. And they were like, we have to find a good way to tell her. So we think that you're going to say that. And so it was just so much fun. And I was so proud of her. And I was so happy for her. And I was, I was also very happy for myself because, you know, <laughs> finally got to go to New York. <laughs> okay. So how much longer was it before you got to... Did you both go? What was the decision? Like, we're all packing up. We're all going to New York. Talk to me about what, how that all played out. I had, we had five weeks, five weeks to pack up our life and move here. Um, I, I obviously was very young, so I wasn't really a part of like the stressful conversations, but I, I can't even imagine um, what those were like for my parents. But obviously they were just the most supportive and they were like, well, we're doing this. We have to. Um, and yeah, so I packed up in five weeks and we came with like three suitcases and we moved into like a studio apartment. We still live in a studio apartment and, um, and, and here we are. Oh my God. All right. So tell me about those first few days. How old are you now when you get, when you book Matilda? I was 12. Okay. So you're 12. So Zell, what are you like six, seven? Yeah. Okay. Right. So you are, you moved to New York. Tell me about those first few days living here. Oh my gosh. Do I even remember? <laughs> um, we moved here. It was, oh, it was December. It was winter. It was cold. Um, but it was also like, uh, like the Christmas in New York type vibe, um, which we've was, never seen snow. And yeah. We've never we seen snow. It was super magical. Oh my God. Um, yeah. And, and, and I, I went, sh- went straight into rehearsals as well. So on our, on my day off, which um, was Sunday at the time, like we would, we would spend time going to the park. Um, we would go to Times Square because we were still slightly touristy. Um, like tourists, but, yes. Yeah, um, but yeah, I just I just remember like working hard and just, but also not believing what I was like living. Like this has been what I wanted forever. <laughs> what was that rehearsal process like for Matilda? Oh my God. It was brilliant because, and I feel so lucky that I originated because we had the entire London team with us um, every step of the way. Uh, So we had like all of the choreographers, the entire creative team. And um, it was, it was hard. I mean, we had uh, nine to 12 hour days. Um, Some of those would be tutoring hours for school because obviously there were a lot of kids in that show. Mm -hmm. So they had to tutor us, but we would, each day would be different. It would be a vocal day or we would have dance all day. Um, and you and you don't start from the beginning when you're rehearsing a show. You kind of jump around a bit. Um, but yeah, I remember just like long days, but everything was super fun. And I was always active and always wanting to learn. And the adults in the cast didn't join us for, uh, I think, three weeks. So we didn't, we were only with uh, children and our guardians and our tutors and the team. And then when the adults came, it was like a whole new world. And it was, um, it was even better. Cause I, I had just so, it was like the best kind of overwhelm, I think. Yeah. And so you played both Alice and Hortensia was that, how did that work out scheduling wise? How did they work that out? Yeah, I was an alternate. So I covered two roles and, uh, I would go on for, I was guaranteed to go on for each role um, once a week. And then if something were to happen, then, um, to one of those, uh, girls who played the role regularly, then I would jump in their slot, um, which actually has happened before. Um, so yeah, so they just would give me two shows a week. And that is just crazy because usually, uh, swings or alternates or understudies, they never go on unless somebody is sick, but Mm -hmm. they really wanted the kids to be super inclusive and, um, active and just really a part of it. Um, so, so they guaranteed me shows. So I was always, um, I was always looking forward to that. Tell me about doing the show with so many kids. What was that experience like to be in a show with like 12 other people around your age? Yeah. Um, we, our ages ranged from eight to 13 and which is crazy age. (laughs) Uh, and some of them had done Broadway before most have not. Um, so it was really interesting to see that as well. I was like, oh my God, some of these kids have already been on Broadway. Like that's, that was just crazy to me. Um, but 
we are truly family. I know everybody says it and everybody will continue to say it, but we are. I still talk to over half of them to this day. Um, we were just family and we um, we made up like little handshakes. We had inside jokes. We made videos. Uh, tutoring was probably the craziest time just because uh we didn't have to be as focused as we were in like dance rehearsal. We didn't have British people screaming in our faces. So <laughs> we kind of just like took that time to play around and to just get to know each other. And, um, and honestly, I, it was great. It was just a lot of fun. It didn't feel like work at all. Zell, what was your experience watching your sister sort of have this process of like going to rehearsals for a Broadway show? What were you thinking? Like, I got to do this next. Well, obviously I, loved what she was doing. I was so excited to see that she was getting to live her dream. And it was also pretty cool because every single time after she had a rehearsal or after tutoring or a lunch break or dinner break, I would actually get to like see the kids and talk to them as well uh, because they would all hang out together for like a break or something. Mm -hmm. And I was actually really happy to kind of be included in that. We're like the unofficial cast member. Yeah. <laughs> such a mascot. It was very cute. <laughs> Do you remember the first time you saw her go on in the show? Yeah, I did. It was crazy. It was the first time out of 56 times I ever saw the entire show. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I'm sure it's such a magical experience to see your sister who you love that you share this connection with on Broadway doing this like artistically exciting musical right yeah it was crazy to be able to see that on stage and to see my sister being like oh my god I know that person doing that performing in front of thousands of people like I just was so proud of her and I was so happy for her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Madeline, do you remember that first performance? Were you scared? Tell me about it. Oh, yeah. I um, I was scared. I was probably frantically doing all of my handshakes. We had like a table for mirror gloves under the table. I do remember I was under the table and I was breathing and I was like doing all my handshakes and everything was super frantic, but in the most in the best way. And, um, but what I really remember, and I remember this for a lot of specific shows, was like being on the swings. I told myself because that had become my favorite part of the show. Um, and when I grew up where I get to swing out in the audience, um, I had told myself to kind of like each time I was on to take little mental pictures or to just like really try and soak it up. And, um, so that is one of the nights where I really remember being on that swing and just smiling. And I was thinking about like my family in the audience too. I was like, they're probably in in a puddle of tears right now. (laughs) Well, also because it sounds like everyone sacrificed a lot to make this thing happen for you. And so, so when you're a little kid, I don't know, you know, how much you know that or how much you think about that. Were you aware of it? Did you feel like my family's really putting me in front of the rest of the needs of the family? Yeah, on some level, I really did recognize that. And I was super grateful for it. And um, like, I still will probably never be able to repay my mom for for everything that she did. Um but yeah, I, I think about it. I, th- I yeah, I think I, I think I was aware. Um, but obviously, each you know coming year, and as I grow and get older and spend more time in the industry, like I, I really see it because <laughs> it's hard. It's so hard. It's so hard for every family. But uh, moving across the country and setting up a life and living in a studio apartment is like a yeah. lot <laughs> to do for a family. But kind of incredible to have this story that most kids don't have to be on Broadway as one sibling, let alone both of you. It's so wild. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. So we're going to keep talking. Did you get to perform at the Tonys? Did they have all the kids do that? Yes, every single person in the company. Oh, talk to me about the Tony night. Oh my God, Tony's. That is by far one of the highlights, maybe the highlight of my time in Matilda. Um, but it was so quick. They, uh, they, they threw us on a bus and we couldn't see out the windows because they were like black windows. And uh, then they, uh, we, oh, well, first we had to like rehearse obviously on the stage. And I remember them telling us because we stand on desks and they were like, don't look up past the third balcony or else you might get dizzy because that place is huge. And, Radio City, right? Yeah. Yeah. Radio City is uh, just colossal. And so, and then finally we, we get to performance night, we're on the bus and then they say, okay, get off the bus. And we're in this hallway with Neil, Patrick Harris. And we're just like chilling <laughs> with Neil and um, we're in this stairwell hallway type place. And then Neil goes out and they do the opening number. We're still in the hallway. And then we get to the side of the stage and Neil's there and I will never forget it. He turned around and he was like, okay guys. And he looks at all of us and he goes, don't suck. And then he walks out on stage. <laughs> And I was like, oh, God, I can't suck. Neil Patrick Harris is going to kill me. And so we go on stage. We do the performance. It is exhilarating. I see, like, I see people in the front row. Like, I remember seeing, like, Jane Krakowski in the front row. Um, I think Megan Hilty was there, too. And then, um, and then we finish our performance. We walk right off stage. We keep walking onto the bus, and they drive us away, and we go to a party. <laughs> That was it. Now, Zell, were you watching from home? Were you at that party? Where were you that Tony night? I was at I was at the Tonys. You yeah. were sitting pretty in the yeah. 27th row. <laughs> it was the 32nd row. 27th. 27th? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was the 27th. And it was so funny because we just kept walking and walking and walking and walking. And, like, we just weren't stopping. We kept getting closer to the stage. And I was like, how close are we? And it was so funny and basically we saw her perform and then we left right after and we like followed the bus and we were going to the party and then we all celebrated afterwards and now I was Matilda just... did not win which is the most biggest crime ever um Clay Thompson was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and you know kind of it just felt like it was going to be Matilda's night, and then it wasn't. Was that? Was there a shift at the party? Was it like, oh God, no? Um, I mean, slightly, especially among the kids, because we were like, we did all this work. What is <laughs> up with that? <laughs> um, so I think we were a little bit bummed. But then I remember Gabriel Ebert and Rob Howell came in with their Tonys to the party, like a little bit later. And then the mood shifted back up because we were just so excited to see them. And a lot of us, I don't think had ever like been around a Tony award or held a Tony award before. So mm -hmm. we were just all over it. <laughs> oh God, that's so awesome. So Zell, were you auditioning this whole time for things while she was doing Matilda? I was auditioning for Matilda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I auditioned a lot of times for Matilda. <laughs> and did other stuff though. I did do other stuff as well. Like, um, supporting my sister, watching the show over 50 times. <laughs> but yeah, it was really cool because when you're in New York, it's like, it feels like the possibilities are endless. Like there's so much that you can do. And I always wanted to perform because I saw her back in California doing it. And so to be here in New York, everyone always says that this is like the place where you can just perform and you can audition for so many things. And so... I got that opportunity and that just made me really happy. So yeah. So when did Fun Home come up for you? Fun Home came up after Madeline's run ended in Matilda. We went back. We had to go back to California though afterwards. Yeah. We, we couldn't afford Whoa. to stay here. So you, yeah, ra so you wrapped was, the show. Did you decide that you needed to like, we're done. We've been doing this for a year or how did you decide to leave the show? No, they pried it out of my hands. <laughs> No, um, no, I, I got, um, I got a little bit too tall and I had Aww. to leave, which happens to children. Um, it was very sad. Um, but what's even worse about it 
<laughs> what was even worse about it was because I, I couldn't even stay here. I had to, not only was I not in the show anymore, but I, I wasn't even going to be able to be here anymore um, just because we, we could not afford to stay here. And so we had, my mom dragged me on a plane and we went back for almost a year and it was, that was just so hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my but, God, that is so, difficult. It, yeah, it was such a void, but, but then the, the roles reversed because last time I booked the Broadway show so Zell can move here. And now this time Zell's going to book the show so I can move. <laughs> so did you book Fun Home while you were living in California? Yeah, I did a self-tape, actually, for Fun Home. And I did not think that I would get that off of a self-tape. And they saw it, and they called me to come to New York for a callback with the entire creative team. Everyone was there, and it was crazy. So we went there, and I did the, I did the callback. I thought it went really well. And I was just so excited because I saw like other people there that were, that I really thought were going to get it over me because I didn't think that I was going to be that good. <laughs> I didn't think that I was going to get that. And so we left that night and the next day they contacted my mom saying, Hey, we would love to have Zell work with us. And so that's how I got the role, but I didn't find out that day when mom found out what she did was she did something very creative, which like we do every single time one of us gets something now, which is basically we tell each other in a really creative or like secretive way. So for Fun Home, I was obsessed with fortune cookies. So she got me a bunch of fortune cookies and inside the fortune, it said, this fortune is a guarantee. Come to the Fun Home in New York City. And I screamed <laughs> and it was crazy <laughs> and I could not stop screaming and I like ran outside and I said hey world I'm gonna be on Broadway <laughs> and it was so funny <laughs> Madeline how long did you know that he had booked it before you guys did the fortune cookie do you oh, have to keep that uh, for like, yeah oh my god that yeah, must have been days. so hard yeah my mom and I came up with the idea of driving in the car one day we were like, let's just, let's tell him with a fortune. He's obsessed with fortune cookies. Let's do it. Oh my God. So you come back to New York for my favorite musical of all time, Zell, his fun home. So bravo. So you get to be in the original Broadway cast of this historic musical that does win the Tony, which we'll get to in a minute. But um, sorry, he has yeah. one on you. His show, his show won the <laughs> I know. You can just remind each other of that when you're fighting about other things. Um, oh, okay. we do. <laughs> All right, great. So, Zell, talk to me about now you're getting to come back to New York. We're moving back. We're doing this Broadway show. Remind, tell me about what the first few days of rehearsal was like. Okay, so I remember very vividly that the day we got there was the first day of rehearsal. And the first day of rehearsal, the first day that we got there was my birthday. And so it and was How old crazy. are you? Uh, I just turned eight. Yeah. And so we got to the first ever day of rehearsal for the lab of Fun Home, not even like for the Broadway production, for the lab. And so it was a two-week process, and they found out that it was my birthday, and they all sang happy birthday to me, and they got me a cupcake, which I was very happy about. And I will never forget what Michael Cerveris did. Michael Cerveris did not know it was my birthday, so what he did was he gave me a ketchup packet and I still have it to this day. He was just like, happy birthday and gave me a ketchup packet and I still have it. I have it like in a memory box and it's so funny. That is very generous of him. Um, yeah. I hope he made that. I hope he made that up for you at your next birthday. Um, okay. So. Fun Home on Broadway, what, as an eight-year-old, what are they telling you? Obviously, it's kind of an adult subject matter, and there's a lot going on. What do you know as an eight-year-old about what's going on in the play? Are they taking a lot of time to explain things to you? Tell me what's happening with Sam Gold, the brilliant director of Fun Home. Yeah, they really explained it to me. They basically, exp they basically explained everything about the show and what it was about. And they explained how it was like a very serious topic. And I'll like never forget when they were doing that because 
it really changed my life because before that I wasn't like oblivious, but I didn't know much about that topic. And so I felt like that it was a great opportunity for me to learn about it, which was yeah. very helpful. And it was very great to be able to know all about this. And I understand, I understood back then that it was a really, really serious subject matter. And I feel like I really grasped and I really comprehended it well. And I was, I felt like I was very professional about it. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I have to say I'm amazing. No, but you know, it's a, for, for so many of the audience members, I think that they had a, a, a huge experience in that show, whether they have issues with their own parents or their own sexuality. There's just like so much that comes up when you see a show like that, that is very, uh, it's very focused on so many important issues of young, young people becoming adults and figuring out who they are. And so to be a young person in that show, I'm sure the experience of learning about, you know, different people and what they struggle with is like a, an amazing life lesson. And so it's really cool that you got to be yeah. part of such a beautiful show. Talk to me about performing in the round because that must be a really bizarre experience for a young person to be doing a show on Broadway, 365 degrees um, around. Talk to me about working that way. Okay, so it's hard to just perform in a regular proscenium with just the audience one way, but I feel that it's even harder to perform in the round because yeah there's people seeing you from every angle. And so the way that the genius Danny Mefford choreographs so many things in that show to like include all of the audience, like we have to turn around at some point so the people facing my back can look at the front now so we can perform to them. And then it was just really cool how the entire creative team made that all work. What kind of things in the, are you aware? Are you more aware? The audience is so close at Fun Home. Were you aware of like people on their phones or people sleeping or not that people are bored at that show because it was incredible, but you know, still every once in a while, some guy gets dragged to Fun Home. And he's like, what is this? How aware are you of the audience in that, in that circumstance of being in the round? In a way it is distracting, but I have definitely learned to just, kind of live in the actual scene and live as that character and kind of just block everything else out. Amazing. Which is kind and of That's like you know, the lessons you learn getting to be a Broadway kid is is more than you can learn in college. It's more doing so many performances of a show and staying in it and being a little kid and having your mind wander but you can't because you have to stay in the scene. How yeah. long, you did the entire run on Broadway, yeah? Uh -huh. Yeah, 18 months. That's 583 performances. I'm sure you took a couple of vacations in there, but that, no. no. <laughs> okay, so funny story. Tell me. Um, basically, throughout the entire run, I only missed one day because I had other priorities for like another thing that I had to work on, which is actually where I met my bestest friend ever to this day. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> It was really cool because everyone else like around me in the show was like taking these sick days, like taking vacation days. And I was just here. I'm like, hey, I'm still here. I'm like just sticking around. And so I was determined to never take a show off. I don't know what it was about me, but I was like, I don't want to take a show off. I want to perform as much as I can. So oh. what I did was I did 606 out of the 608 performances so oh my god so it's 608 with the previews and 583 regular yeah. performances that is wild okay because most adults can't say that they've done 600 performances of anything so it's incredible what did you ever have like a harder time like oh god i don't want to do it today i really never felt that way actually going to the theater was such a fun thing for me to do because it was my dream. And so it was, I was living my dream every day, which was so fun. And I always dreaded Mondays because, you know, they were the, the day off days. Um, yeah. And you, got to do, you guys got to do Come to the Fun Home uh, on The View, right? Am I making that up? Yeah, we did. And it was actually pretty crazy because we had to re-choreograph the entire dance because it was choreographed for the round. Yeah. But in this case, we had to choreograph it as in we were like in a proscenium. 
And so the camera was literally like a foot away from my face at times. And it was actually <laughs> crazy because that was actually, I think that was my first time working with like a camera crew and like camera equipment and all that, like working on TV. So <laughs> it was very exhilarating for me, but in the end, I was just so happy that I got to do it. That's so cool. So you got to work with some really incredible theater actors on that show. Obviously, Beth Malone and Michael Service and Judy Kuhn and Rebecca Luker when she came in to replace. What did you learn from working with these incredible, like, historic theater artists? Um, I learned so much from them. I learned all about, well, I learned all about the topic of the show. I learned just all about being a performer, like, especially a Broadway performer because they've all been on Broadway. They're like all super professional. Yeah. <laughs> they're all, yeah, they're all pros. And so being able to learn from them, I just felt so lucky because even like Michael Cerveris, almost every single day, he would just give me a random fact about anything in the world. And it was so funny. And it was just great to be able to just, learn that one little thing every day. And it was great to be able to see how these like great people were performing and how they were working backstage and how they were acting. And so and I was kind of learning from hold them. yourself up. That's amazing. Um, Madeline, yeah. what was your experience watching Fun Home? Now, Zell saw your show how many times? 60 times? Yeah, around that. How many times did you see his show? Uh, I believe around the same. It was in the 60s. Um, what was your experience watching your brother on Broadway? Oh, I was so proud of him. And if we're being honest, come to the fun home, like the choreography is just stuff he would do around the house. And so, uh, just to be able to watch, um, I loved watching other people watch him too. Like when I'd see the show after I'd seen it about 30 times, I would, uh, kind of glance over just to people in the audience and to kind of just watch how they watched the show. Um, but yeah, I loved that he got to make hundreds of people laugh all the time. I mean, and so you, you shaking your booty and being like, your uncle died on the top of that. I'll never forget. It was like the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like you are, uh, so, you are so fabulous in that show. Um, now y'all, you get to the Tonys, you. but your show wins. Tell me about your Tony night dream. How did that go? So I wasn't actually there for the Tony Awards. I wasn't like at the place, uh, but we were there at the party. So I think, yeah, I think I was like one of the only few people that were there because almost everyone went to the actual Tony show. Mm -hmm. And so I waited for everyone to come back. And when they all came back, they like started announcing all the awards, but I got to see Sydney and Michael on the stage performing Ring of Keys. And I was just so excited to say like, oh my God, I know them, I work with them and they're doing this on the Tony Awards. And it was so fun to witness that. And then when they all came back, we all were like, oh my God, you guys were amazing. And so we all listened to the, we all listened to all the Tony nominations, the Tony Awards. And all in all, we got six Tony Awards, six or five. Five, 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 <laughs> five Tony Awards, including Best Musical. And when they announced Best Musical, my heart literally dropped. I was so scared. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I You're can't like, I have this. A, I have a job for a long time now. <laughs> <laughs> I was so <laughs> excited. <laughs> um, yeah. When Fun Home closed and I was at the closing, which was a really sweet uh, performance but when that closed was it are we staying now or are we going back again what tell me what happened then oh we stayed we were determined this time <laughs> yeah it yeah. closed uh it closed when i just entered fifth grade like literally it closed five days before oh, five days after i entered fifth grade and it was my first time at a new york public school and so, so like, we yeah. were like on a yeah, yeah. I had to stay. And I was at a I was at a performing arts school at the time as well. And so we it was just too yeah, it was too good not to stay. We we were determined to make it work. So Madeline, talk to me about looking at schools. What's happening? You're you're kind of in the dead zone at this point for like 
booking Broadway when you're a teenage girl. And so what kind of stuff were you doing? You were, were you saying focus on schoolwork? Were you looking at colleges? Tell me about what was happening for you, for all of our young people who have success as a kid on Broadway. And then it's a little tricky for a few years. Tell me what you were doing. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. It's hard. Um, I definitely, and I still feel it. Sometimes it pops up like this void of just, um, just not having it. And especially if you work younger because you get a little taste of it. And so Mm -hmm. it just hooks you and then, and then you don't get to do it and it's, it's, it's rough. But, um, I, the best I could do was to just train and train and do my homework and, and stay in it mentally. So, um, it had always been my priority. Honestly, my mindset was I, I almost put it before school a lot of the times. Like I would make sure I was in dance class and I was um, at my voice lessons and I was reading plays and doing scenes. And and I, I, I consider myself a little bit extra lucky just because I went to a performing arts high school. And so I was completely immersed in it um, like 24-7. And so it made it a lot easier for me during that time to kind of step away from it. Um, not that it was easy, but it's still hard, but it made it a little bit easier that I could still um, kind of be in it in different ways. So Zell, you were back on Broadway uh, in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Talk to me yes. about how that job came up for you. So the first ever time that I auditioned for Harry Potter, I was too small. I was very sad about that. Madeline, were you working at the theater and helping Zell prep for his Harry Potter auditions? Absolutely. 100%. Tell me about about coaching your brother to get him ready for his next Broadway show. You know, like we gotta, we gotta get you to book this. I know what to do. Yeah. I heard it every night. I, I can still do the show. Like I read it like the back of my hand. I know that show. Um, so I, when I, the time came and he got to audition because a kid was leaving early, I came home and I was like, all right, let's, let's coach, let's do this. And I, um, helped him and I, I helped with his accent. I helped with the the lines and, um, he went in and you could tell the story when you went in. Yeah. Uh, I went in and I did the first line and as soon as I did the first line and it sounded exactly like the person that was doing the role already, I saw their heads turn to each other and their jaws like dropped. And it was honestly so funny to see that and it like it it wasn't that I like caught them off guard but it was honestly they weren't expecting that and it was honestly really funny (laughs) how magical is being part of that show I'm sorry I'm sure it's just like a dream to be in a huge like multi-million dollar play on Broadway well I was obsessed with Harry Potter since I was in Fun Home and when I heard about the whole coming I was so excited and when I got in it it was like oh my god am I actually gonna be Harry Potter on Broadway and I still could not believe it even like when I was doing rehearsals and it was just it was definitely a dream come true and I was so excited to get to learn from all these people and they were like and it was like the original like cast it was the original Broadway cast and like some of them like most of them were from London, the entire cast and like the crew and everything. So it was fun to be able to learn from them. It was so, I felt so lucky to be able to learn from them. And it was just, I don't know. I, I was just so starstruck by everything that was happening around me. And I was like, it was so, I just loved it. Well, Madeline, you are an excellent theater coach. So we'll just know she's available for coaching, especially if you want to be in Harry Potter. Um, Yeah. It's so cool. Were you guys just so blown away by that show the first time you saw it? Madeline, what was your experience seeing Zell in it after working there, selling merch, and now your brother's in the show? Oh, it was crazy. I I couldn't believe it. And to be I mean, I know we weren't in the show together, which is our like life goal to be in the show together. Right, I'm sending point. it out to the universe. When yeah. Broadway's back, you guys can just go back to it together. We'll do, yeah, we'll do something together. I don't care what it is, but no, just to kind of be in the same space um, as him when he when he worked, it was it was wild to me. And um, so yeah, I got I got to see the show um, 
like sitting in the seats and uh, watch him. And obviously that show is just so magical. And so you already feel just like such a sense of like wonder when you're watching it. So it was just even more uh, crazy just to see him up there. And, and it was so cute. He had like his little black hair and his glasses and he looked just like him and it was so cute. But then I also like, I got to watch him every single night because I, I worked there and we have monitors backstage. And so I got to just, just watch him play and to work all the time. And, and I love that. I mean, I know I saw Fun Home 60 times, but it was like I was there with Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. It's really great. I love it. Well, I hope you guys get to do that show or some show together soon. So Zell, you've oh, become yeah. a little bit of a TV star in, in <laughs> recent years. So you're doing a show, you have a recurring role on a show called The Punisher on Netflix. And um, you're part of the Sack Lunch Bunch, John Mulaney's Netflix special, which um, is going to be a Comedy Central series, which I can say it so you don't have to. Um, but that Sack Lunch Bunch <laughs> is the funny, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It is so wild. Uh, tell me about working with John Mulaney. So John Mulaney is very funny. <laughs> I mean, he was, uh, yeah, definitely. He is one of the funniest person, people I've ever met on this entire planet. <laughs> and it was so great to be able to learn from him. Like when I was auditioning for it, I would like watch his specials that he already had. And so I like memorized all of it and it was really, it was really cool to see that person that I love so much, like in the, in the TV screen, like in real life and being able to work with them. He was so nice. He was so nice to all the kids and he was so inclusive and he always like asked us for ideas. He was like, Is, do you want to do this? Like, what do you have in mind? Do you want to like say this? Or it was really cool. He always wanted our opinions which was just so nice of him because we're, we're children he didn't need to do that but he did which was really cool of him tell me about the punisher what is it i don't know what it is i've done no research because i'm bad at my job so tell me about what that is so basically mark you're a star <laughs> yes, I know, thanks. the show is basically about how there is this guy I know, shocker, this guy. <laughs> and so the villain kills his entire family. And dun, dun, he dun. sets out. Yeah, I know. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so he sets out for revenge. And I am one of the um, lead's sons. And I was in three episodes in, three episodes in season two, which Ooh. was, it was very cool. Wasn't it season three? Season two. Oh, season three. Well, thank, season three. Uh, yeah. Season three. See, thank God your agent and manager and acting coach is sitting right next to you. <laughs> um, oh my God. I, I'm sure it's so fun to watch him do all of these wild things because he's just your brother that you live with. And then he's like on this weird show and doing this other thing. And it must be like so fun to watch for you. It is so fun, especially because I, I mean, you just kind of said it, but I, I am kind of involved in like the audition process. I do help coach him and we help each other. We read our, our, each other's sides and stuff all the time. So especially when he books something and I had like read for him or something, it's really, uh, it's really fun to watch. And he's, he's very talented. I'm always so proud of Aww, him. Oh, you're talented. Now, yeah. Madeline, you have a degree in arts management. Tell me about going to college and what that experience was like for you as a kid who, you know, knows a lot about what's going on on Broadway, as a kid who performed on Broadway. How did that influence your college decisions? In summary, college for me was like writing four papers a week and stress eating whole boxes of cereal. Great. Like that was college. Um, well, what but, kind of cereal? You know, I, all kinds, anything that was available that I could eat in one okay. night. Mostly Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> oh, yeah, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. No, but yeah, so I... It was such a hard decision. I had never pictured myself going to college. Everyone around me was going to college. I didn't want to go. I just wanted to like work and be a performer. But uh, after a lot of conversations and thinking, I realized that I don't have to go for musical theater. And I, and I made that decision uh, strategically because I was getting a lot of training outside of school. Um, I had like voice lessons and dance and, and acting. 
um, outside of this. And I figured that if I'm going to pay all of this money, I want to learn something kind of new or that would help me in a different way in the industry. And also I think college, the most important thing for me was like growing as a human, which in turn helps me grow as an artist. And so, yeah. So if I can experience life in a different way, that'll help me with my acting or my vocals. Um, and so that's what I did. And I went, uh, for arts management, which is basically like the business side of the arts. So I got to take entertainment law for like contracts and negotiations. Oh, yeah, so you and can I got also to do... be Zell's lawyer, and there's, there's yes, so much. Yeah. I can be his so many agent, manager, lawyer, casting director, I stage manager. Um, I am so wildly impressed with both of you and your connection with each other and how much you support each other. It is, it is like truly a dream to get to hear your story and know that you know you can be in this crazy world and still turn out pretty normal and fun and sweet and kind. And Madeline, we work together a bunch and uh, yeah. I always love having you at my workshop and Zell, we work together a bunch. So it's, it's just brilliant to talk to you guys. We have to like kind of wrap up and hit, I could talk to you all day. Tell me about what you're obsessed with. I'm sorry. We got to wrap it up. Tell me no. what you're obsessed with this week or what's your current obsession. Madeline, you go first. Well, it's the same. We're obsessed okay. with uh, Big Brother. Big all Brother. Right. Yes. Yeah, um, Big Brother. Like, yeah, the, re- the reality show Big Brother. Um, we Zell got me into it. We're hooked. Um, we also love Shit's Creek right now. It's our oh, favorite love Shit's Creek. Um, Big Brother is amazing because you can watch online like all of that footage of them yeah. just like scratching their heads in the middle of the night, and people are like have theories. It's so wild. It's so creepy. It's so um, funny. We like got a subscription for it just yeah, you need <laughs> just like you need all it. that. I yeah. love like a real Big Brother fan. Um, my obsession this week, for those of you at home, is a podcast called Radio Rental, which is a really kind of spooky, fun podcast where they tell three or four sort of odd stories about things that have happened to people, whether it's like weird time travel things or weird encounters with strangers. It's really, really interesting. So if you love oh like God. a good unsolved mystery, check out Radio Rental Podcast. Um, all right, we have to do Broadway's quick fire, Broadway Workshop quick fire questions. Are you guys ready? Here we go. Madeline, favorite ready. <laughs> favorite Broadway show of all time. Seen it. Been Great. Zell, favorite holiday? Christmas. Uh, <laughs> Madeline, first Broadway show you saw? Billy Elliot. Zell, first Broadway show you saw? Matilda. Oh my God, that's so cool. Madeline, if you had to be quarantined with one cast member from Matilda, who would you pick? Um, it would have, okay, Erica, Erica Simone Barnett. Okay. Um, Zell, uh, have you ever taken a ballet class? Yes, I have. I've taken many. <laughs> Very impressed. Madeline, favorite song to sing right now? Right now, anything from the Amelie soundtrack. Have you listened to the Amelie UK recording, not Broadway UK? No, I have not. Should I? Okay. It's second we're done here. I'm giving you the tap. You must listen to it. It is spectacular. It's on Spotify. It's on. So it's the it's the okay. UK tour. It is so good. Um, okay, we'll great. talk about it later. All right. Um, what am I up to? Zell, what would your superhero power be? Um, I would have to say teleportation. Madeline, favorite performance you've ever seen your brother do? Don't do that. Um, <laughs> uh, fun home, just because it was the first the first time. First Zell, time. one show you're bummed you didn't get cast in. Oh. <laughs> Mm, that's way why. Um, I'd probably have to say. What do I don't know. You know, I'd probably have to say the Broadway cast of Matilda. Uh, yeah. All right, that'll do. <laughs> Madeline, same question. I would probably say Harry Potter or Dear Evan Hansen, but I mean, the door is not closed yet. No, so the door is know? very open. Um, I'm putting it out there. I'm sending it out in the world. Um, Zell, can you name a real housewife of any city? Oh. Um, what? <laughs> There's got to be like a Sharon in there. There's like a Sharon <laughs> from Orange County. There's probably. a Sh- Shannon from Orange County. So Shannon. I'll give you... I'm giving yeah. you the credit. 
Um, nice. Yeah. I'm really impressed. Madeline, um, what role should Patti LuPone play in the Matilda revival? Why is that a question? We ask um, that question every, I asked the Patti LuPone Mrs. question. No, I just meant it's obvious. Yes. Mrs. Okay. Wormwood. All right. Um, I think she should be the trench ball. Um, Zell, <laughs> one, name, name one celebrity you would like to work with. Oh, um, Ethan Slater. <laughs> Great. Oh my God, he's the nicest dude. Um, he teaches with us all the time. I'm obsessed with him. Um, okay, Madeline, I wish I could see Zell play what role? Scorpius in Harry Potter. Great. Zell, I wish I could see Madeline play. Polly Chapman in Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and also Sony and Tierra Yes, I'm with you on those things. Mel, um, where am I? Um, Madeline, what movie do you wish is a musical? The Truman Show. It's my favorite movie. Zell, least favorite costume you've ever had to wear? Oh. Um, I'd probably... Mm. <laughs> my least favorite costume... The only reason why it was like kind of difficult for me to wear is because I was wearing five layers in my last scene in Harry Potter. <laughs> my wow. last scene in Harry Potter, I wore two flannels, a big jacket, a long sleeve t-shirt and an undershirt. And so there was a lot to wear. <laughs> and so I was always very hot every single time. Madeline, uh, Gretchen, Regina or Karen? <laughs> Karen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zell, favorite in-between show meal? In-between chicken strips and fries. Is it from Schnippers? Yes. <laughs> yes, I knew it. Madeline, best gift you received during Matilda? Oh, my God. Um, our choreographer, Kate, made us all Build-A-Bears dressed up like our characters. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Um, Zell, best gift from Fun Home? The best gift from Fun Home? Well, definitely the ketchup packet from Michael Cerberus, I'm, but also- I, I think we should take that, but yes, and also- uh, Yeah, that, but also, I don't know if this counts as a gift or not, but when Roberta Calindres, uh, she cut off her hair and uh, I got her ponytail, basically. And where, where is that now? I don't know. Probably like in my memory box somewhere. Yeah, memory box full of ketchup and loose hair. Um, wow, <laughs> red. Okay, last question, Madeline. One thing you wish people knew about you? Um, oh, I have a really small tattoo, and it Ooh. means a lot to me. What is it? Can you tell us what it is? Yeah, sure. It's a little yellow sun. It's on my finger. And um, I had read a, I was taking a Buddhism course in college and I had read a sutra by Thich Nhat Hanh called The Sun Is My Heart. And it really resonated with me. And so I got that tattoo that year. I love that. Um, Zell, you're not going to have as good of a story, but what's one thing you wish people knew about you? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'd probably say that I value friendship. A lot. I value friendship very much. It's it's very important to me and that I choose my friends wisely because I want to treat them and I want them to treat me the way I want to treat them. I love that. Trust no one. Um, make them go through the ringer before yes. they your real friends. Um, I'm obsessed with both of you. Can you tell the people where they can follow you and uh, hear what's going on with the both of you? Madeline, tell us where we can follow you. You can follow me on Instagram. Um, it's at Madeline Jazz. It's just my name. One and I'm Z. There. One Z. Um, jazz with one Z. And in my bio, you'll see it. Don't call me Maddie. Um, and Zell, where can people follow you? Okay. They can follow me on Instagram at Zell Steel. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Great. Well, C E L L. We can't wait to see you both on back on Broadway. Um, thank you for spending this time with me and telling your story. And uh, I think it's going to be super interesting for people to hear and uh, keep taking care of each other because you all, you guys are like brother and sister goals. You have the most lovely family. And uh, I'm just so grateful that you are here to do the, this episode of Lonely Podcast.
I'm grateful for you. Thank you, Mark. We love you. I I love you back. Um, Friends at home, remember to subscribe to the Little Me podcast. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And also follow me at Mark Tuminelli. And follow the Little Me podcast at Little Me Podcast. And I'll see you guys all next week. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you, listeners. This podcast is produced by Alan Seals, Dory Berenstein, and the Broadway Podcast Network. And edited by Derek Gunther. For more information on the Little Me podcast, go to bpn.fm slash little me. And follow me on Instagram at Mark Tuminelli or on Twitter at That Tuminelli. And for more information on workshops, classes, and everything Broadway Workshop, go to broadwayworkshop.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.